A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Again this year, we're pleased to report that a Wisconsin farm has been selected as the U.S. Dairy Sustainability Award winners, and that is Rosie Lane Holstein's Watertown, Wisconsin, with a long history. Lloyd and Daphne Holterman, two people that a lot of people in Wisconsin dairy country recognize, along with their partners, Josh Matthews and Tim Strobel, making it happen. Daphne, uh, we talk about uh, how long this farm has been a conversation piece for the Watertown community and Wisconsin dairy as a whole. what did the Sustainability Award mean when you guys found out you won it? Well, we were all very honored and humbled to be um, recognized with the Sustainability Award. It's something we do every day. It's our path. It's our passion and what we do. All of the team members here at Rosie Lane are a part of that, caring for the cows, caring for the animals. And we think you can have healthy cows and healthy planet all in one, and that's what we strive to do here every day. You know, you are out in the public a lot on behalf of Rosie Lane Holstein, and just Jefferson County Ag in general. Tell me about some of the questions that people shoot your way when it comes to sustainability, which is more and more a conversation topic. Right, right. They're not always sure that um, we're maximizing the new natural resources that have been entrusted to us. So I try and explain how we do that with our crops and carefully select genetics to have the right mom and the right dad together so that we have a cow, a calf, first a calf, and then a cow that will produce the right kind of milk that our dairy plant wants. And hopefully that will um, be most efficient when it goes through the processing system and caring for the land. um, The generations before us took care of the land and we are entrusted with that now. And we hope that it'll be around for the next 50 or 100 years for the next generations to take it on. So we have to talk about specifics and some people want to know about how deep our manure lagoon is. Some people want to know um, how many cows we have, how many times a day we milk the cows. Just a lot of basic questions which we try and answer and we're active on social media so we try and put some pictures up. I think pictures say a thousand words so try and take a lot of pictures and that helps people feel good about where their food comes from because I sure want to know where my food comes from. Well, more and more every day, especially with COVID-19. Lloyd, you've been on this farm your entire life. Talk to me a little bit about, uh, so mom and dad picked up steaks out of Milwaukee County and came out here way back when. Yes, way back in 1965 and moved out here. We had about 28 cows and and some pigs, chickens, ducks, um, and a few other things. And uh, a family of five kids and settled down. And then in 1989, Daphne and I took over. Um, Tim became a partner in 1999 and uh, Jordan in 2014 and in that time we've grown the herd from about 80 cows when Daphne and I took over to um, its current size of about 1900 crop acres and uh, about a thousand dairy cows. These are special cows though. Let's not just paint them with one brush because you focus in on genetics. Yes, we, we've tried to develop a cow that is healthier, lives longer, is more fertile and produces more her, and the milk produces more cheese so our goal would be for our cows to produce about uh, a tenth of a pound more of cheese per cow per day than uh, than say a normal dairy cow and that, that over uh, a few more cows and lots of years that adds up to that's our competitive advantage right, right. and that feeds right into sustainability as we're making more efficient use of the soil air and water which are uh, critical resources that we never want to compromise for the long term or in the short term for that matter. We always want to keep in mind that this farm needs to be going and productive 100 years from now. And so we can't be uh, letting the soil erode or polluting the water 
or contaminating the air. How do you measure the economics on this, Lloyd? That's one thing I struggle with when it comes to telling the sustainability story. Some of these things that people want us to do are a lot of upfront dollars, which are not always available. How do you guys pick and choose uh, what maybe new you're going to add or what the payback is on the emphasis of sustainability? Well, a lot of things don't look really good on paper until you delve into it a little bit and you try to find a way to make it work and find a way to cash flow it and make it profitable. So we always look at, we like things to have some kind of payback within five years and uh, if they don't have a payback, they need to have a payback as far as uh, soil conservation or water or air. And so some investments you make knowing you're only going to break even. But again, we have to keep our, our head in the game on long-term uh, profitability, long-term uh, care of the resources, uh, not just we, we never, ever want to make decisions based on quarterly earnings. Rosie Lane Holsteins, your U.S. Dairy Sustainability Award winners for 2020 out here in Watertown. Lloyd and Daphne Holterman, the primaries, along with their partners, Jordan Matthews and Tim Strobel. Jordan Matthews, tell me a little bit. Uh, you joined the operation, Lloyd said, 1999. Why did the young man decide he wanted to be a part of the dairy industry? Uh, so I'm originally from the city and just got a chance to work with Daphne in uh, the calf barn and to me, I thought I'd always want to do something with my hands, but working outside has been uh, a real pleasure, and I, I never had a pet growing up, so these were the first pets I ever had, and now it uh, seems like we've got quite a few of them around. <laughs> and now you're in charge of them, too, and the people that help make things work. Talk to me a little bit about the sustain sustainability message. I'm assuming that that really resonates with you and a lot of the uh, young people that you're working with and, and living around. Yeah, so one thing I... We want this farm to be here. You know, it's been here 50 years, and, and the goal would be minimum 50 years more. Um, I think one thing that's important when we're talking about it is is we're, we're always, uh, you know, there's less acres around, and, and there's more mouths to feed. So it starts, you know, every day when we wake up and come to the farm, uh, you know, we run 24 hours, and, and we're thankful for the great people we have at, at the farm at, at night taking care of, of our animals and producing this high-quality product, and then during the day, continual training and working with our great people at, at the dairy, um, I think is one of the first things in my mind for sustainability. We have to have the best people uh, around taking care of our cows. And, and if we do that, we'll be here for a long time. Sustainability has a lot of different looks. I don't want people thinking it's just about crop rotation or things like that. You have made some investments that people would not, they're not going to see when they drive past the farm or, or think about. Tell me a little bit about the sustainability investments that Rosie Lane's made and the payback. So with operating 24 hours a day, um, electricity is a, is a concern of ours at all times. Um, we just replaced every light on our, our farm with an LED bulb. Um, that's uh, We're hoping for a four-year payback on that. Um, actually, there are a lot brighter lights too, so that's a that's an added bonus. Cows seem to like them. Uh, people like them. A lot of motors we have running on our farm, um, so we've replaced with a lot of variable frequency drives. So it's uh, reducing electrical costs there about 50%. Um, and then additionally, water. Um, we're above the water that we drink and our cows drink. So when we pull that water up, we want to make sure you're using it as efficient as possible. We try to use it two, three, four times in different situations so that uh, it's not just once uh, and then into our waste management system. Any area in particular that you're focused on for the future? Like you said, uh, it takes a while for some of these to pay off and uh, continue to thrive for the dairy. What things are you thinking about for the future? 
Uh, it's hard to point at one thing. I, I think the farm is made up of so many different aspects that it's just little pieces here and there that uh, collectively make up the effort going forward. So, you know, I think we've focused on electricity in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, now it might be, you know, how do we gain some more feed efficiency? How do, how do we get cows to last even a little bit longer? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's tough for me to say one, one specific area, but every, every area, if we can get one, 2% better in a year, that's, that's what's going to be our competitive advantage. It's the team approach here at uh, Rosie Lane Holsteins in Watertown, your U.S. Dairy Sustainability Award winner for 2020. Uh, Tim Strobel is a critical component of that. He is a fellow that handles a lot of the cropping responsibilities. And like I said, Tim, you've got uh, a thousand four-legged animals over there that are generating all kinds of uh, interesting, uh, valuable fertilizer for you. How are you managing those 1,900 crop acres with sustainability in mind? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, fertility in that manure lagoon, and that's how we like to look at it. Um, we use those nutrients to fertilize our crops, and we follow a nutrient management plan written by a professional, and we we follow that closely, and only want to apply the amount of nutrients that are needed to grow the crop because any more would be not only harmful to the environment but a waste on the bottom line. We we just want to put on what's needed to grow a crop that our soil is capable of producing. What is the rotation here that, and maybe help people understand why rotation gets to be a big part of sustainability. Right, so our crop rotation is basically it's corn um, for grain and or silage and alfalfa for haylage. Um, we only grow crops at Rosie Lane for, that can be made into forage and what we can feed our animals. We still have to purchase grain, corn grain on top of that. So rotation um, plays a big role in, in uh, basically conserving your soil because with planting alfalfa, once you plant it, it's usually there four years, um, given uh, favorable weather conditions. So we don't have to till that up every year and replant a new crop. That's uh, ground cover. And also we use uh, cover crops, mostly cereal rye in this northern climate um, as a cover crop. So there's a living plant on the, on the ground more months during the year. Yeah. Those are simple things that you probably don't think about if your uh, only relationship with a farmer is via the product you buy at the grocery store or uh, social media, shall we say. But now you know a little bit more on the practices that have made Rosie Lane Holsteins in Watertown the winners of the 2020 U.S. Dairy Sustainability Award. Find out more at MidwestFarmReport.com. From Watertown, I'm Pam Yonke. Now, I want to do some COVID-specific. Great job, Tim. Great job. Yeah, really good job, Tim. Just come up here, you two, and maybe I, I just want to do a little COVID for some snips tomorrow. Damn wind. Make me. Huh? I'm not going to say much. I, okay. I, you know, then uh, he can do just the talking. Again. I don't care. Well, but. Uh, yeah, I ain't going to say much. I was just <laughs> going to say, do you feel ill? Should I call call it? Call Yeah. Um, so help people understand. They've seen all kinds of stories. There's so much misunderstanding on why are farmers dumping and I can't get milk. From your perspective, help them understand what it's like to be in a dairy farmer's shoes COVID-19. Well, it's tough. It's a challenge for all of us. And every business has challenges that they're facing every day that they come to work. So we're trying to keep everybody rolling ahead, taking care of cows and calves just like we do every other day. But be aware that there's bigger things going on out there. But if we keep our eye focused on the ball, what's here to do today, we do it safely. We do it well. We keep our team spared up. I think that's most important. Um, I think on the bigger picture of um, milk disposal, um, there's a lot of challenges in the supply chain. We're discovering all the weak things right now. And I think um, dairy promotion groups are looking at how to do a better job of that. They're 
working with food banks, they're working with Kroger's and Kemp's to make things better. So we're taking little steps, but they will play out in time. And I think we'll, we'll learn a lot about how to be better marketers. We'll learn a lot about how to work with other people in other segments of the marketing, whether it's through food banks or uh, retailers or food service. We're all going to have to work better together and play nice in the sandbox. So I think in the end it'll come out well, but right now we're probably going through a few growing pains, but I think in the end it will be positive. You have a lot of social media following, Daphne, uh, and a lot of interaction across a lot of different platforms. What kinds of questions or confusion are you noticing most by those non-farm consumers that never thought about where their food came from before? Well, I think we all have questions about what's happening out there. I think that there's a lot of um, concern, and I'm glad that people are interested in where their food comes from. So I'm, I hope that a lot of people ask more questions. They read the labels. They talk to food professionals. They talk to their doctors. And they do exercise, and you get a lot of sleep. I think all those things are important for being healthy. And we're learning the basics, right? Washing your hands. Who would have ever thought yeah. that that kind of knowledge and that kind of just simple act will help uh, public health? And I think it's a public health issue that as we look at this going forward and I'm really thrilled that there are public health experts out there that have a chance now to talk about why this is important. Here step this way Lloyd. Has uh, has uh, the, all the milk challenges uh, hit Rosie Lane at all? Uh, yeah we're really concerned uh, but we did uh, do a few things going forward. We There are there are tools available to uh, dairy farms like ours uh, uh, we can buy dairy revenue protection insurance, which we did, thank God. Uh, we we really weren't too interested in that uh, in the past, but I guess our timing was good because we're, we we did uh, take some steps to uh, to make sure that we are going to be economically sustainable going forward, and that's paid off big. And then um, we're, we're concerned we have. We haven't had to make huge changes yet, um, but it's early in the it's early in the crisis. So, um, but we we have to keep in mind that we all have to work together, and we're going to have to make some sacrifices for the long term good of of the industry and everybody. And and we want to make sure that the that the food that that does go through the chain is the highest possible quality, and um, that we don't compromise any standards uh, just because uh, because of the short term. The short-term pandemic, uh, you can't sacrifice your long-term. Lloyd Holterman, along with his wife, Daphne, their partners, Tim Strobel and Jordan Matthews. They are Rosie Lane Holsteins in Watertown, this year's winners of the U.S. Dairy Sustainability Award, presented by the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy, now in its ninth year. Now, unfortunately, because of COVID-19, a formal celebration will not be taking place on the Sustainability Awards until sometime later this fall. For the Midwest Farm Reports, I'm Pam Yonke.